Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Lila McRae. All right, Joe. All right, Joe. We had Tampa Bay versus Baltimore this weekend, and the result is the Orioles in first place on their own in the American League in all of Major League Baseball, only behind the Braves. It's just awesome time to be an Orioles fan like you are. Yeah, um, it's a lot of fun when the Orioles are doing well. Uh, we had a good series in Tampa where we won three out of the four, uh, which was fantastic. I think it's the first time we've won in the Trop since, I don't know, it had been a while, like since 2016, I think they said. It's the first time we've won a series in the Trop. Um, so it was nice to get that back under our belt. We played really well. Um, and tonight got a little interesting in the game. I mean, there was, it seemed like we tried to give it away a few times, but with the Phillies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but luckily our offense bailed us out, uh, when they needed to in the late innings. Um, but yeah, we're playing really good baseball right now. And and honestly, you know, I know Brad and I touched on it last week, but it kind of does feel, I, I, we definitely need to add pieces and we got a bullpen piece in, uh, Fuji. Uh, from the A's, who's, uh, if you're looking at his numbers, you're going to be a little scared. But most of those bad outings were when the A's were trying to make him a starter. Once they moved him to the bullpen, he had better outings, and that's kind of been reflected. Although the game Saturday he pitched and got a bit hairy there for a second when he like was had a walkathon and was trying to cure cancer at the trop. But um Luckily, he ended up buckling down eventually and striking some people out, which was good. We got to see the splitter finally uh, get some command on that pitch and had some pretty big strikeouts in that game. Uh, but Orioles defense has looked good, which is which has been key. And uh, yeah, it's just a really exciting time to be an O's fan. Uh, you know, I know the some of the pieces that the Orioles are looking for. I mean, one's going to be a starter, obviously. Uh, but where the angels have a guy that might be available. Yeah. People keep trying to speak that into existence. The angels aren't <laughs> going to trade. Shohei He's going to be an angel at, on August 1st. And I know that probably makes some baseball people mad because they want to see Shohei Otani down the stretch and for a playoff team. But the angels technically are only four and a half out of the wild card. So, or at least they were coming into the day, I think. Um, so they're not going to give him up for nothing. Or, you know, I mean, they might they might end up doing that in the offseason, but they're not going to just trade him to trade him like they they want something valuable in return. The Orioles have the prospects to do that, but I don't really blame the Orioles uh, for not wanting to give. I know I said you can't stockpile all your prospects and you need to be willing to trade some of them, but I'm not willing to trade a bunch of them for a guy we're going to only going to have for, you know, two and a half months. Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't sell the farm for Shohei unless you absolutely knew you were signing him. And I don't know about like sign, you know, like getting the trade in July and getting that signing done or extension done or however. I, you know, I don't, I don't see all that happening. So, like, for an Orioles point of view, I, I wouldn't think it's going to come together for them. But, um, I mean, that's nothing I would like if somehow it did. <laughs> you know, ride that to uh, where as far as it'll take you in October, which that would like solidify premium optimal hopes for O's fans and what's going to happen this season if you were able to add that kind of piece to the puzzle. But 
I don't know. You have such good pieces. We talked about it a lot last week and all the different pieces. So I don't necessarily want to come over all that again, but like, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting, but I don't think you need him because you already are first place in that division, which is the toughest division in baseball. Uh, first in the AL, just you're playing good baseball now when this is kind of the stretch where most teams fall off. I mean, what is like Arizona has done that recently has kind of fallen off and, uh, you know, other teams that might be surprising people in first place divisions, like this is where you give it up. And it, it just like, you know, coming out of the all-star break, that's not what the Orioles are doing. So that's, that's cool what they got going. Uh, the other stuff in baseball that I think is awesome. I, the Reds young prospect that's up now, Ellie Dela Cruz, he's been so fun to watch. Um, I'm not sure if we've talked about it on the podcast or not, but like, you know, his ability just to light a spark and what Cincinnati's doing uh, he was a big reason of what they did in June and the surge they had in the division in June while my pirates fell too. Um, but he's been awesome. And uh, I know tonight he had some highlights. He nearly hit a home run. I think he got robbed uh, there in Milwaukee. Uh, but then he followed that up with a homer that was a no doubter. So it just like that ability to, of the showing up for the dramatic uh, that he has, has been really cool to watch. Uh, stealing all those bases like he got to first and then he stole second stole third and then stole home immediately after that um a, a couple like a week or two ago and that was all over the place like he's just so fun to watch ellie de la cruz is fun to watch and it's the reds are kind of the national league version of the orioles just not as near the top of that national league race um but also they're doing like- it in a terrible division so yeah, they could absolutely still make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but because by rule, someone from that division has to go. Um, like the AL Central, there there will be bad playoff teams because two teams have to go to the playoffs that play in the Central. Um, but it's um, it's interesting to see Ellie De La Cruz and some of those younger Red players that are absolutely clicking. The Reds are maybe the only team that is in the playoff hunt that has worse pitching than the Orioles. I mean, they're, they've got a good starter and, and outside of that, it gets real dicey, real fast. I mean, their games are slug fests. They're just trying to win a home run derby every night. Um, and, uh, what well, I, I am if they're going to have enough to get there, if they're going to give up prospects to get a starter to make a push, um, I think this is Joey Votto's last season. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of, there's that added factor for the Reds. You know, he's a Reds legend. They'd love to get him in the playoffs for his last season. Um, but do you, knowing he's going to be done, how many people do you want to give up? Um, who knows? I, I do think the Reds have a lot of young talent that's already on their major league roster, kind of like the Orioles. You can't, Every prospect's not going to be a hit, and you can't hold on to every prospect. So I think the Reds are probably going to make some move for starting pitching. I ho- Like I just said about the Orioles, I hope we do, but I'm not 100% sold that we will. And um, we'll see what happens. I-, I do think, obviously, the Braves in the National League are a, are a worse. Uh, and in the American League, I mean, the Orioles have the best record in the AL. So that's good to say this late into July. Um, but the Rangers are good. Um, we, we have done all right against the Rangers. Um, and then the race. So 
I'm not worried about the Yankees. I'm not worried about the Blue Jays. I'm not worried about Boston. I'm not worried about anybody in our division, really, um, outside of Tampa. Uh, You know, they're going to be a good team, Tampa. But, um, yeah, the the big three that I was being told was going to be, you know, the reason we could never get out of last place. Um, And those three would be battling near the top, and it'd be us and Tampa Bay at the bottom. Like, that's just... Buster only and, you know, other quote unquote experts just talk about what they want to see. Um, I think you've seen Buster only back off show hate of the Yankees because literally nobody else has been able to say that that's a realistic thing that's going to happen at the trade deadline. Uh, maybe show hate of the Yankees and free agency, but I also don't know how Brian Cashman hasn't really been a guy who has signaled here in the the new millennium that he's willing to go above that luxury tax in an insane way, like they used to. So I don't know if they do sign Joe Otani. I, I think I hate to say this, but the Dodgers are a team that apparently has infinite amount of money. So maybe, maybe that's where Shohei ends up. That's another yeah. good team, by the way. And they, but they said distinctly they're not trading him there, so that's going to have to be a free agency, so that's that's fine, too. Joe, you spoke there about stuff that you were looking forward to with baseball. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to is the next time the Women's World Cup team is out on the pitch. Uh, they walloped uh, Vietnam well enough, uh, 3 nothing uh, there against Vietnam uh, last Friday, but they play again Wednesday night against the Netherlands in what's going to be a harder game. I mean, against Vietnam, they were able to – just kind of take possession whenever they wanted and really control possession. Now they didn't have as many goals in the back of the neck net as they were hoping, you know, you'd like to get out of a game like that where you're dominant with uh, a little more goal differential, but three, nothing's still solid. Um, but this Netherlands game is gonna be tougher. And in a world cup where they're expecting a little more challenge, um, you know, goal differential starts to be a thought. I, you know, I think other years they're not even thinking about goal differential, but you know, it's there. So, uh, you know, all the more reason since goal differential in the first game wasn't quite what they were hoping for, a reason to get the win against Netherlands instead of, uh, you know, some kind of tie or something, which sounds crazy to say for U.S. women's soccer. But Netherlands is a solid team. They beat other good teams. So it's going to be a fun one Wednesday night. Yeah. um, My takeaway from the Vietnam match was maybe we could have won, you know, five, six, nothing, and that would have been nice. But it it is a younger team. Um, there were some players that got the start that kind of surprised me, and I, I don't know if that's because of who we were playing. They want to get those players some experience, see how it goes. Uh, Rose Lavelle didn't start, which I thought was odd. Now, I know she's coming back from injury. I would imagine we see a lot more Rose Lavelle uh, against the Netherlands. Um, I, I do think we're going to win against the Netherlands. I'm not... I, I know that that was the talk was, you know, like, oh, well, you know, if this comes down to goal differential, you know, you only beat Vietnam by three. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, well, the Netherlands beat Portugal by one and Portugal's not good. So uh, what do we want? Yeah. Like, we're going to like you said, Vietnam never really threatened. It was I mean, we were taking pot shots at that Vietnam goalie and uh, we had a Honestly, Alex Morgan had a terrible penalty in that match early that we could have really put us in a driver's seat. But um, I. I always commend their goalie. Like she oh made my gosh. some great saves early. She made some plays. Yeah. 
Um, so I think we're going to be fine. I I came away with that by saying, you know, eh, it's a three nothing win. Like it's like when you and I are sitting here about Riverheads and we're like, well, you know, Riverheads, you know, had three fumbles and they won the game forty two to nothing. Like, okay. Yeah, I think I was kind of thinking like one of these like Alabama or Georgia games where you know <laughs> Vanderbilt rolls in and they only beat them like. 35 to nothing or something like that. That's kind of what yeah, I was They don't cover to. the spread, but they win convincingly. Yeah. And you're yeah, like, like uh, this somewhere is right around the spread line and maybe not cover. And that like, and like, it doesn't mean that they're bad. They're, you know, just like Alabama, Georgia, they go on and win a national championship. But it's just like, it's one of those things at the time where you're like, oh, that really wasn't exactly everything they wanted, but like enough went right that it was dominant victory. So, I mean, still the shutout and that's good. And, you know, the goalie for the U.S. didn't even touch the ball with her hands until very late in the game. Um, so I, I hope the referee is different in the next game. I I thought some strange stuff, as the announcer kept kind of saying, there was just some strange stuff with the referee in and a lot of time taken here and there where it just, it just felt a little off. And I think with the U.S. not just mowing over them as you expect and the referee just being a little off, it just kind of made for an odd night. So I'm looking for, like, more traditional U.S. women come out, play a great game, even if it's not, you know, maybe they don't have to beat them 3 nothing for that to be a great game, but just really come out, play Netherlands well, and, and get the win. That's what I want to see this week. Yeah, and I will say this, right? Like, for our team, it... Uh, you're talking about the, the officiating, and it seemed odd. Um, I can't believe our second goal stood. Like, to me... I guess they're going under the new... I, I knew they were thinking about a new offsides rule. I didn't realize that was going to be in for the FIFA Women's World Cup because, I mean, to be to be honest, Alex Morgan's whole arm is in an offside position at the start of that lead-up that leads to our second goal. And the new offsides rule, that doesn't matter. But the offsides rule that has been in place for a while has... It's absolutely mattered. No part of the I, attacker can be past the last part of the defender. I, I I like the way this rule was applied here because when I first glanced at it, yeah, you can't score with first, your arm. So that is the new yeah. rule is it has to be yeah. uh, a go- part of the body that can score the goal. And if it's your arm, that doesn't matter. Like that doesn't yeah. you can't score with your I, arm. So that's fine. I like that. I like. I do that too. And, and I, I don't have a problem with it. But when I was watching it live, I was like, she's offsides. And when I, I saw the I, replay, I was like, yep, she's offsides. And then they said she wasn't. And I was like, okay. I'm not as well-versed in soccer as you. Obviously, that's a joke on this podcast weekly. From my point of view and looking and every other time I see offsides and I, I understand the rule and all that, I, I just uh, initially from Mr. Guy that shows up every four years to watch the men one year and the women the next year, I was like, she's not offsides. Like, come on. She's like, she's like right beside her. She's not ahead of her. And then I heard him talking about the arm and I was like, I just kind of rolled my eyes. Like how ticky tack is that? And so I like if they're adjusting that rule to kind of fit the, you know, dumb Americans point of view of looking at offsides. Um, so like, I, I, I like it and I like that we scored. It benefited us. So I like it. Yeah. I mean, ten, I mean, I've seen offsides <laughs> called on. Yeah. I mean, some... I've seen, like maybe an inch of the toe like yeah like the toe is offsides and they're like oh he's offsides and i'm like good day but i don't like that yeah um 
Either way, it's a little easier to stomach. Now, again, if it was the other way around, maybe I'd be, you know, coming unglued right now. But (laughs) yeah, either way, it worked out for us. Um, It's a three nothing win. We're we're playing the Netherlands next. Yes, the Netherlands will be tougher than Vietnam. I think we're going to play better against the Netherlands than we did against Vietnam. It was it's a really young team. I think a lot of people don't take that into account, too. Um, That's a first World Cup match under their belt. So those jitters are going to be gone. We started like six people. That was their first time out. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that some of the starters wasn't what it's going to be this game, right? Some of the starters, I was like, that's weird. Um, yeah, but I think it's great for the future, um, yeah. and it's it'll be helpful for this Netherlands match if we get some of those regulars back in. Um, and I, I think we're going to control the Netherlands match. I think we'll walk away with that with a one or two nil win. Against we'll the Netherlands, a really good position, yeah. And then we're up, and we're up in the table with Portugal to go. And Portugal's at three a.m. And I'm hoping we batter Portugal and go up two goals so I can fall asleep. Uh, at halftime, I'm, I'm gonna do, and I think I'm not. No, we probably. I don't think we do have a chance to talk about this before it happens next. But I think it's a. Saturday. I will do the opposite. I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna hit the record button on the DVR, and then I am just not gonna look at my phone when I wake up. I'm gonna hit play. And we're going to watch it over breakfast. And uh, that's the way I'm approaching that 3 a.m. game. I got to watch it live. Um, but other interesting stories, if you're looking for stories outside of the American perspective for the Women's World Cup. Um, New Zealand, which was the first match of the tournament, mm-hmm. got a huge yeah. upset win against Norway in a one nothing victory. That was actually really cool. I That's one I DVR'd. And I watched back uh, the next day while I was working. That was really cool. Um, that's their first ever women's world cup win for New Zealand. Uh, they, they were in the Olympics. I think they got shut out in the Olympics. Uh, no, I take that back. The last match, they scored one goal in a six, one loss to Sweden. Um, so to get the goal and to get the win, you could see the emotion on the players and that the crowd was going nuts. Australia held on in a thriller. That's the other host country in this women's world cup. They held on, uh, despite Ireland, absolutely battering their goal at the end of the match um, to win one nil, which was cool. Um, But yeah, it's been a pretty exciting women's world cup. Um, I still, I still like us though. I still like our chances to get out. Well, definitely to get out of this group. Um, Oh yeah. Canada. Got hairy, man. Canada, Canada made it interesting. They almost lost. Um, Yeah. I just hope we're the team that gets a piece of them. I would love to knock Canada out and send them that back to that cool. smoky hellhole. I haven't really looked ahead so much at, uh, you know, beyond this round, who we could get in, like, that situation. Uh, but if we win this game against the Netherlands, which I assume we will, I will start looking at that kind of stuff. So that'll be good. But mostly because we'll ha- kind of have a better look at what those other teams will be in those other um, I think groups. the earliest we could face them is in a quarterfinal. I don't think we can see them in the round I'm of 16. I'm, but, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you watch any of the British Open or the excuse me, the Open Championship is what they like to call it now. I did not. Um, You know, and you know why? I'll tell you why, Leland, because I split the difference on an investment opportunity there uh, (laughs) with Rory and with Scheffler. Okay, Uh, because I think those were the two or Shoffley. I don't know. I'm messing it up. Scotty Scheffler. Jordan Shoffley, Xander Shoffley. I don't remember which one was the second favorite, but 
but I went with the two favorites. So naturally, uh, they both suck. And well, Rory got battled back on Sunday. Uh, so, but then dropped back off again. Uh, the biggest problem is that the winner was way ahead on Saturday. And it just, I didn't even tune in at all on Sunday. I completely skipped out Sunday. And I love waking up. I, I don't want sports like this all the time. I'm not saying give me sports at 9 a.m. all the time. I, I'll move to the West Coast if I want that. But I like these particular times where you get a World Cup or an Olympics in a time zone that you get this. And then the yearly stuff like the British Open or like a Wimbledon final like we saw two, a week or two ago, like that's on on Sunday morning. Like I, I dig that. It's cool to have every once in a while. And it, and But I didn't even – like I, it, I turned it on. I was doing stuff around the house. And then I left because it was just – he was dominating. And good for him. Like I didn't have money on him, but I still didn't have so much money that I was – you know, mad about it. I had money on Rory. I had money on Victor Holev and neither of them cashed out for me, but good for Brian Harmon. He won, but he won going away. And I know NBC didn't like it because many people had to do what I did. It was just like, no, that guy has it wrapped up. Like as long as he does not completely fall on his face, he will win. He can shoot even, he will win. And um, so that's, that's the way that played out. As I say, also, if you wanted it every, every, you know, throughout the year, you know, that's Sunday mornings, Saturday mornings. I just can't. I mean, I, I've tried. I've cut it on. The F1 was my better shot at some of those Sunday morning things. Like, Duh. I have that on pretty consistently on the Sunday morning. But these big events, I don't know. I just Premier League, man. Soccer. I just have tried. I just got into it. It's good stuff. Um, I like my World Cup soccer, not my, not my Premier League or... Champions League, or I don't even know what league. I don't know what Champions League is not going to be a morning time. thing. Champions League is like a midweek, like yeah, see? afternoon see? deal. I got nothing. Um, but Premier League is mornings. Yeah, FA Cup would be mornings. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk a little bit last week. I I didn't know with guests we were looking at last week if we we're going to get to this. But, like, the conference alignment talk is very much out there right now. Uh, this is Texas and Oklahoma's last year in the Big 12, so there's a lot of storylines there. The Big 12 is already adding Central Florida, Cincy, Houston, BYU. So they're all stuck in there together this year. They had their media day, like, a week ago. Um, but, like, there's still those underlining rumors of what the SEC is going to do, what the Big 10 is going to do. Are they going to go to 24 teams? Who are those teams going to be? Um, you know, there was a statement last week that seemed like maybe the SEC is done adding teams. So after obviously Texas and Oklahoma coming in, um, I, I will reiterate for any of our listeners that might be new to us. I just want Virginia Tech to be playing in a good conference and for the biggest trophy. I don't want the Big Ten and SEC to take their ball and leave and form their own little setup where the champion of each league plays each other for the national championship or some kind of playoff between those two. I don't want that because I, I know the ACC is left out of some mix like that. I just, I, I like the ACC fine. I want the ACC to exist, but like it's got to have Clemson, Florida state, Miami, a lot of these teams still there for that to be worth anything and playing for the same national trophy championship trophy. It was too long that I watched JMU playing for a different championship trophy and knowing it just doesn't mean as much that I just don't want to be in a position where we're not playing for that trophy. Now I acknowledge we're so far away from the idea of winning one of those trophies. I get it, but I just want like 
to be playing for the same trophy that Alabama is playing for. That's really my only priority. I know you know this. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um... I don't. I I'd rather be in the SEC than the Big Ten, but I don't want to be left out in the cold. I don't know. I don't think you want my opinion on if Virginia Tech goes to the SEC, but oh, we won't be great. We won't be good, but I don't know. It's such a different world. If if we if are what Maryland Florida, is, like, we are what Maryland is now. If we go to the SEC, yeah, and if we go to the Big Ten, we might be what Maryland is. So, yeah, I, but that's I'm optimistic. Like I said last week when we did talk about college football, of like the direction our program. Is trying to go, and I like the the way it's going about it. So I like that. So I'm optimistic on how that works. I I agree. Shoving us into a 24 team SEC probably doesn't mean a lot of conference championships or anything. But I'd like to think with everything else that's trying to or not trying, but you know, there's opportunities for things to even out some of the recruiting advantages those schools have. I would like to be in a position to where, like, if it in fact does do even out, that we could have some of that advantage. I, I don't know. I keep trying to say, like, Clemson got awesome. Why can't we? And I know we're far away from that. Like, I just don't want to be in a position where, like, we are making the moves necessary and just be, like, in a in a conference that's not going to allow that or, you know, watch those other two power conferences go and take their football and play elsewhere. Like, I just I don't want to be left out in the cold. I, I just keep saying that and I just want to feel better. I want to, this is, this is what keeps me up at night. Not, uh, you know, world war three or political elections. It's, is the sec gonna, you know, leave my football team without a chance to win a national championship. That's like interesting. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. I would say, the reason for that is one coach, that we had before and two investment. The school is not making the same investment that Clemson is making in their football program. Yeah, we, we had a period where we've already done that. So I, I would, uh, there's efforts to increase fundraising and stuff. We got to keep on rising up that, that rank. You were, so. you were talking and because I could talk about Virginia tech and like, a thing I did this weekend where I was, I played the role of you for a split second where I looked at our schedule and I was like, why am I worried about Virginia tech this year? This schedule sucks. Like we're going to be fine. We should win nine games. And then, yeah. And then, and then I turned back into myself after that split second. I was like, wait, ODU is better than us last year. And so then I looked at the schedule that way and I was like, uh Oh, yeah. And I still are just kind of hoping for a bowl game. I hope we get six. Yeah. So I, I think that's probably the realistic goal. But now I want to talk about Oklahoma because we talked about Oklahoma and Texas. This is their last year. And yeah. Oklahoma used to be the big bullies of the Big 12. I don't – Oklahoma definitely will not be a team battling for the top of the Big 12. Like, they got to go to Cincinnati, loss. They got They can't play at home against Tulsa anymore, loss. At Oklahoma State, loss. I don't even know if they win at BYU. I don't. Oklahoma sucks. Yeah, I'm. I'm I don't have their their schedule uh, recently looked at. I'm popping it open right here. But yeah, like 
what you just said. Um, yeah, they're going to have their troubles. I, I think a bad sign for Oklahoma is that I read this highlight, this uh, headline this weekend where it's uh, Venables and like Deion Sanders at Colorado, like going, going back, back and forth. forth. Like, that's if nice. that's, if that's what you're doing, like, that's not a good sign. Like you need to be arguing with, you know, uh, Nick Saban or at least top level teams of other, not Colorado, not Deion Sanders, not a team that like, we don't think will be that great this year. Like, like you can't use that's That's a bad sign. A really bad sign. Well, and I think it started when he said, I think, you know, he's going to have a lot harder of a time than he thinks or something. And Dion said, well, I'm inheriting something like, you know, the bottom floor, which nobody knows how to pump up his program like Dion. And he's like, what's your excuse? You, you inherited the Ferrari and crashed it. Like, <laughs> it's like yeah. he's not wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. But you look at Texas. I mean, Texas has got to go to TCU, to Baylor. I don't know. Um, they have to play at Alabama in the second game of the season. <laughs> oh, I'm just, yeah, I'm just talking about Big 12 games. <laughs> no, they're not going to the, I don't think they're a playoff team, but I don't think they're winning the Big no. 12 either. Like, yeah, that's the crazy thing. I have gone from Texas being a team that was a team that absolutely had realistic goals of winning the Big 12 every year trying to get into the national championship game, being the best team in Texas by a mile to, I don't know, maybe third best in Texas behind TCU and Baylor. The You've had bigger statements like long range for Texas before, before the SEC announcement uh, that I am always hesitant to agree with, like acknowledging what they are and not really arguing with what you're saying, but like, you're like, uh, Oh, they'll never win one or something like that. And it's just the resources they have and the way the way they're able to have the support they do. Like realistically, it's hard for me to agree. Oh yeah, Texas has no chance. Now that they're going in the SEC in the future, the long range, I'm like, yeah, they're they're competing against the top of the top of support and all these other schools that have the same kind of thing. In the Big Twelve, like, yeah, they had more money than everybody and they could out everybody and they still couldn't win Texas recruiting and it still wasn't getting for that. Like that, like Baylor and Texas tech were still doing enough damage and beating them on the field and TCU still, you know, finishing better than them. And now you're going into a conference and you're, and you coming in and Texas A&M already being in there allows for those other schools to recruit Texas more. Like it's only going to hurt them. So like, I'm still not going to say Texas never has a chance of winning another national championship. I'm not going to agree to some statement. That's Joe like that you would say, and maybe you're not saying that today. I think other times you've said that. Um, but it, I mean, that, that's, that's the same, the same worry I'm putting on Texas, Texas about, will they have a chance in SEC? That is my worry for like, if a tech got in the SEC, like, man, then what's our shot at ever doing this? If I'm saying Texas has very little shot, what do we have? So like, yeah. Word. Word. I, yeah. I mean, if we're saying Texas doesn't have a shot, yeah, I, yeah. I think I just said what I think about Virginia Tech when I said they're going yeah. to Maryland. Um, I just said it, yeah. Leland, it's the summer. We need some things to talk about. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the top five most overrated singers slash bands. Okay, let's do it. Um, I think I have more than five. I Let me type it out. 
what I I only have four written down right now. Okay. So I'm on edge here. I have a generalized statement. Okay. I could probably, I, I don't necessarily have mine in a five order. I just, I have five to discuss. Is that okay? Uh, yes, that is fine. Okay. I have five discussion topics for this. So I'll kick it off Uh with probably a controversial one. Good. I think you're going to hit me with some ones that I've already heard you say before. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'll start us off here with one that probably hasn't been said on this podcast Mm. before. Um, for me and my intake of music, the one I'm going to lead out the door with that I'm sure some of our audience that might be grandfathers might really come at me with reasons why I'm wrong is the Rolling Stones. I just, I've never been big on the Rolling Stones. There is one of their songs that I get excited to hear come on the radio and that is miss you. And that's just cause it's a jam and it's good, but man, there's a lot of songs that when it comes on, it's the Rolling Stones. I, might even change the channel because it's just, I'm really not down. And the year they played the Super Bowl halftime, we cut the volume off in the family room mm. and played like a party mix while they were performing the halftime. Um, and I was in college and I just, I had no interest in what the Rolling Stones were doing for me. So for me, the first topic I want to bring up in this most overrated seniors and bands, not saying that they don't have their place in rock and roll history and all that. And I know different generations respect them differently than me. But for me, they are the most overrated because I could really care less on what what there's what songs are on the radio from them. Okay, I'm forgetting one that I had in my head today that I wanted to use, and I should have put it in this Google Doc then. But um, so uh, if I remember, I'll throw them in too and be more than five. But the one I'm going to say that is going to be controversial: the Beatles. Ooh, that's a, that's a solidly controversial one that I actually get where you're coming from. <laughs> it's just like nonstop, right? Like, cause it's like, Oh, the Beatles are amazing. They've done so much great music. I'm like, look, man, a little bit of Beatles goes a long way. If I hear back to back Beatles songs, I start to like, just want to s- stab my eardrums. Like I just, <laughs> I, I'm not here for it. Like I'll, I'll give you one and you better pick a good one too. Cause it's like, uh, what are some of the popular ones too? And I, I hate a lot of the popular ones. Um, I got my favorite ones of them, but it's love it's is all you need. Sucks. Love is all you need. Absolutely sucks. Hate that song. Yellow I submarine hand is going to be a standard of theirs. Yep. You. Hate that one too. Yellow yep. submarine. I wish that went down with the ocean gate submarine. Sucks. <laughs> I do like, I'll give them the credit. I'll, I'll give them the credits on the one song that I probably have downloaded that I'd really like. There is get back. I like that one. I, it's a solid song, I think. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't ever seek out the Beatles. It's never like something I go to on Spotify. Like let's play the Beatles. Um, there's probably been a times I, I will give them more credit than what I give the Rolling Stones probably because I know that their popularity and fame and coming from England and to America and all that, like change the game. So like they earn respect for that. Like I'll give them that, but yeah, I never seek them out either. And um, yeah, like 
I, I have respect for the Beatles, and so I don't publicly usually say anything negative about them because I know that they deserve some of that respect. But yeah, I never seek them out and and don't listen to them. All right, who do you want to take next? I'm going with uh, the way I like to phrase it: Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter, uh, Miley Cyrus. I can't stand the tone of her voice. And I know like some people listening might be like, oh, you, you shouldn't say that about women. I love plenty of women singers. It's not about a female voice or anything. She just has this nasally noise coming out of her body and it annoys the crap out of me. There's not one of her songs that I can even really say I like. There's, there's the party in the USA was one of her first ones that we used to make fun of pretty hard in college. But since then, I I don't even leave it on long enough so I can make fun of it. I I know Dolly Parton is like her godmother or something, and I respect Dolly Parton like no other. Dolly Parton is is my lady. She is awesome, and the fact that she supports Miley Cyrus that's her business in this case. I just don't like Miley Cyrus. I don't like any songs she puts out. Um, she can ruin a song as soon as she starts singing. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Um, I think there's a couple Guilty Pleasure songs of hers that, you know, every once in a while. But again, it's got to be once once in a very long while. Like, if I'm going to listen to Party in the USA, it better be the 4th of July. And I better only hear it once. Like, I, I can't stand a lot of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't like the sound of her voice. I mean, that's that's my problem. So, like, anything she does is going to be a problem. I, and then all the drama she had with boyfriends and Hemsworths or whatever they were like, I just, I can't, I, I want nothing to do with songs or news of Miley Cyrus. All right. Let me stay controversial. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. You said that before. I knew it was coming. Bruce Springsteen sucks. Let me just, <laughs> let me go ahead and make no bones about it. Bruce Springsteen sucks. All he does is scream. All he does is yell at me. I could care less. Every time a Bruce Springsteen song comes on, I just visibly just my shoulders droop. I get sad. <laughs> and he's like, you know, uh, it's just born to run makes me want to run for the exit every time it comes on. I do not like that song. Um, Yeah, I don't mind... Bruce, as much as you do, I know that. And I know another one that you're going to say that's overrated that I'll say the same thing for. But uh, my favorite thing of Bruce Springsteen isn't like what a lot of people like from him. He did this like um, kind of like New Orleans music album that was pretty good that I like. That's my favorite thing he's ever done. Not all the albums that he had in the 80s and whatnot. So that has to tell you something that like I'm really not as big on Bruce. I get it. I get that one, especially I get that's just a different generation kind of the generation just ahead of us, the guys that were in high school and college in the eighties. So maybe, maybe a little bit more than one generation ahead of us, but like I, I get, they love them and they have them on a pedestal, but yeah, I've never been as, as big into Bruce. Uh, but I also don't hate him as much as you do. That's, that's for certain. Oh, for sure. All right. So my most generalized statement, so this is going to be like mm. over, like overrated. And this is just going to generalize statement that is meant to just basically offend everybody is, is where I'm going with this is any rapper from now that they think is the best rapper right now. 
I, uh, I think they're overrated. Like, if we're talking like Amigos or mm. – I mean, I can't even go through all these names that I don't even Jack know. Jack Harlow. None of them stand up to the rap music that I grew up with. And if you're listening to us and you're not into rap music, that's fine. I I have absolute respect for rap music. I grew up listening to rap music. I could play a lot of rap music right now behind me as we're, as we're talking that I really enjoy. But all of it comes from the 90s and 2000s. And then it just – it really drops off. My niece was playing some of her favorite – modern rap music and just none of it none of it stands up i mean just with dre with jay-z with tupac with biggie even puff daddy like he he produced so much good stuff and even when he was at his prime he was better um just the modern people just are not as good and um that like drake oh my goodness he's so overrated and oh um, that's a that's a good one yeah, Drake is so over. He thinks he's awesome. He doesn't miss an opportunity to tell you how awesome he thinks he is. <laughs> but I don't want to just leave it at that. I mean, there's so many other ones. The ones I respect more right now are like Kendrick Lamar and Chance the Rapper. But all they, they are both behind a list of guys from the 90s and 2000s um, that I would just, I mean, so many I'd put in front. So, uh, yeah, basically any rapper from 20... 15 on i i just don't know any that i wouldn't that i make a pass for so yeah i i i think the overarching part yes like there are there is some stuff i like like tech nine i i tell you what man i listen to some tech nine it's a yeah but like are you putting that over like the prime of anything in the 90s probably not but that being said you know when i'm if we're playing a game online or something and we have a, one of those Spotify has that feature where you can do a remote session and you can be in different places and listen to the same song at the same time. Um, and we all have the ability to hook our Spotify through our gaming headsets too. So we'll be listening to the music while we're chatting with each other. And if I'm on the red team, I will hit red kingdom every time and use that as a form of trash talk. I love it. Um, but overall, yes. I, when people, but I think that's also just a generational thing, right? Yeah, Every generation probably. says this, and that's how we know we're getting old. Yeah, is, people in the '90s were like, "Oh, our '80s guys were so much better and stuff." Yeah, I, I think it's such a big drop off from from that era to now. Maybe. Um, I'm gonna save them for last. Um, oh, now I finally see your list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take Kenny Chesney next. Um, I, I I'm telling you, and part of this look, I used to be I don't like Kenny Chesney, but I was a Kenny Chesney tolerator. But I've heard so much Kenny Chesney since I started working uh, for Ron that because the person who plays it, it's the same playlist every day. So I hear a lot of the same songs every day. And I, I tell you, there's so many people I could throw in this list that I just, it would, I could dominate the podcast with the list of people I don't like anymore because of this. Because I hear the same songs every single day at the same time, every single day. So I have to make sure I have my headphones so I don't have to hear that. But anyway, um, yeah, Kenny Chesney, I'm, my goodness, dude. The most believable part of the patient was that the serial killer was a Kenny Chesney fan. 
I was like, I believe that because if I had to listen to Kenny Chesney all the time, I too would be a serial killer. <laughs> I uh, I like the word overrated for him. Uh, I obviously don't. Hate yeah, him I'm not. I wouldn't him. say he's terrible, but I just I he hear it so often, and and he is so popular, and people are like, "Oh, Kenny Chesney's the best," and I'm like, "Not really, dude. Like, he's yeah. just okay." Yeah, I mean, he's definitely one of these country guys. Getting that, like, drunk on a plane? Pass. I would jump well, off the plane. That wasn't him, but oh. that's fine. Then, uh. then, you know what? Here's the other problem. <laughs> to me, some of these country people all sound the same that I get them wrong. I So I apologize to Kenny Chesney if I put a song on him that is not him. Um, that was Dirk Bentley, but yeah. <laughs> oh, he's getting up there, too, for me. I used to, I'm telling you, what was I thinking was a great song, but... I like Dirks early, but yeah, he hasn't done as much lately. So he's just not, he's not overrated because he's just not as rated as much. But anyway, Kenny Chesney, I agree. Overrated is probably a good word for him because he is so celebrated. His early stuff was great. It was, it was fine. Like, oh, when the sun um, goes down. But sucks. once he started talking about how his tractor's sexy and all that, like, yeah. that's when he started going the wrong way. Like, that's where he was, it was like too pop country um, for me. And I guess that's around 2000. Uh, so the stuff before that is kind of where I, w- I liked him better. So. Yeah, that I can, I can. And, and when the sun goes down is another one of his that I just don't care for. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. There's a there's a lot of ah, I think this he's... brings up one that is on neither of our list. Oh, I might need to throw him in. Who say it? Uh, Jimmy Buffett, I think, is overrated. Oh, Jimmy Buffett's absolutely overrated. Oh, yeah. Cheeseburger like, in paradise. You can't tell. Like, tell me your like a 60 year old white guy without telling me you're a 60 year old white guy. And that's just like, put a, this dude just put a, uh, <laughs> sauna his on like, that is exactly it. I agree. That's a good call. That's, yeah, a, good that's a good call. one that I didn't think of until just now. Cause um, they had the collaboration period with them. It wasn't just like a song. It's like they had, like they aligned their vibe for a while and it just, yeah, it's not good. This is also, me. It bothers me. Country singers that don't even put a guitar in their hands just starts to bother me. I'm not saying every to a T and everyone. I know Kenny Rogers will get up there with no guitar. So I'm not just saying it to a T, but like just standing there singing with your cowboy hat that's just folded in half. Just it's just a lot. Well, it's either the cowboy hat or it's like a baseball hat that's been, you know, looks like it's been through a war. Um, Yeah. And you know, like somebody worked on it for me. You know, like you didn't get that. Like your hat's no, not dirty. No, they didn't do that. You were cutting wood. Yeah. Like, no, some dude. On they the threw it through a wood it. chipper, then threw it yeah. on their head. And yeah. And we're like, no. this is cool. This makes me look like I work yeah. hard. Well, which brings know, me to Eric Church. Here's me and my old man. It's the people, the kids in their jeans these days. Yeah, Same. which brings me to Eric Church. No surprise. <laughs> the guy who has Springsteen as a song is going to end up on my list, too. He sucks. Eric Church couldn't spell NFL. Like, he's dumb. He he strikes me as a dumb person who writes dumb songs and makes dumb music that dumb people love. I, I'm telling you, drink in my hand makes me want to put a gun in my hand. I do not like Eric Church. Absolutely awful. We touched on this a couple of weeks ago because you were relating him more to, like, the today modern pop country stadium country guys that I don't like. And I don't put them in the same category. If you want to put him in a different category and hate him, I'll, I'll take that. But he's just not the same as, as these terrible guys on country music right now. 
Um, <laughs> I like Eric Church more than you. I, no I definitely doubt. do. No um, doubt. He had his first album, which was like not good at all. And then he had, you know, got enough popularity that he got some freedom. And like, I thought he did some better things. Um, I don't know. I, I don't hate him near as much as you. I don't really have a whole lot of negative to say. There's so much else wrong in country music for me to spend time on than anything that I would say for church. So we don't, we don't see. You know, a guy who's not on my list and I know you're getting ready to say a country artist that we're going to agree with. Yeah. I'll skip to that one next. Yeah. Um, But a a guy who there is one song of his that I kind of like, and then I have to be careful where I say this because um, my brother actually likes this singer and his girlfriend is a big fan of his. So I get dirty looks when I make fun of him. Um, but um, Luke Combs has that uh, cover of Fast Car. I think he did a good job on that. I like that. Mm-hmm. But that's not really country. And so when he starts to go into his other stuff, I'm like, I don't really, I don't really like this. Um, and maybe I the bigger also, problem is I don't like modern country. Like I think that's absolutely I, a fair criticism that someone listening to this list is like, well, Joe just doesn't like country music. And that's fair. No, I don't. Real country music. Yeah. I, like the 90s country music? Love it. Yeah. Heck, I, even I 90s home. Toby Keith, big fan. Like, should have been a cowboy. Yeah. Uh, wish I knew you, that. wish I knew now what I didn't know then. Like, I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. A little bit newer and not. Yeah, that. yeah. Like, a lot of good stuff. Um, but you know who I don't like? And this is going to offend even the classic country people Willie Nelson. Oh, uh, huh. He's just not my vibe. Like he's all weed smoking. That's just never been me. But I, I don't know. I don't knock people for liking him. Like, I don't knock like, people for liking Willie Nelson. But a lot of good people in that era. That yeah, I, I just, just I don't care for it. It's not for me. Yeah, um, that's. I think that's better for that one than being overrated. But yeah, not like me. George Strait, Diamond oh, he, Rio. I mean, the king. I mean, my goodness, that's those are those are the ones I like. But like yeah. when I start getting into like you know. I don't know, Florida Georgia line or Oh uh, no, that's it's Luke not country. That's not it's like that's Eric Church. Country. That's what they call it now. Pop country, stadium country. It's terrible. It's terrible stuff. And that's what Florida Georgia line is. That was kind of on the front side of this surge of this stadium country. Cause it's like they just want to be pop stars. They don't get their opportunity there. So they just really lay into a southern accent, whether it is conjured up out of nowhere. Or they have a little bit of one and they just really play into it. Like this next guy I'm going to talk about, Morgan Wallen. Like it's an, like it's just, it's not good music. I love real country music. And so like when you're saying, hey, someone listen to this would be like, oh, you don't like country music. No, I like, I like good music. And what these people, mostly guys, are creating is not good music. I will say, taking a half step back, Luke Combs is one I accept quicker than others. But Morgan Wallen, I just like I can't even come up with a song that I like of his. Like, and I and I've heard other people whose opinions I respect on country music or what what country music should be or can be. And like, oh, I like this one song from him, but not the rest. I can't even get there with him. I just and like, you know, the I'll I'm my vocal cords are messed up, but it's you know just happens to be you know coincidental that I'm gone for the exact same amount of time that it would take for alcohol rehab. Like I just like, let's be truthful. Let's stop messing up. Let's just like be better off the field, but then also make good music when you are in the recording studio and, and on the stage. Like 
I cannot stand Morgan Wallen and everything like, and all the hype that that guy gets. Like, I don't, I don't even understand what people are hyping. Like he's not good. He sounds terrible. <sighs> yeah, man, I'm with you. Like, I just, <sighs> it goes into this bigger thing of like, and, and some of the nineties country songs are about it too, but it just, I don't know. It didn't feel as like, and there's no, nice way to say this so it's going to sound offensive but it didn't sound as dumb like there were songs about alcohol and you know heartbreak and all that in the 90s country too or you know partying or whatever and like okay like at least I thought like the music and the lyrics were like well written. Now it just seems like so dumbed down that they've got to hit you over the head with it like yeah like We're going to sit at the bonfire, drink beer till we pass out, and mess around with ladies. Like, yeah. Okay. Go get him a big truck and drive around and drunk as hell and hope the cops don't catch us. Like, great. I, yeah. I, I, there's only so many times I can hear that song sung by so many different people before I'm like, you know what? I think country music's just bad now. It is. It's not what it used to be, and that's why I'm going to a Tyler Childers concert in August, and I like those guys so much more. I do like Tyler, Tyler Childers. Childers. But see, I don't even oh. view Tyler Childers as country music anymore. Like, to I, me, that's almost me, like a bluegrass is, southern rock kind of thing. I'm hearing. Yeah, it's, he's, there are some songs of his that are more southern rock to me, and, yeah. and then I, I also view him as bluegrass. I like bluegrass. And I think yeah. bluegrass is maybe what country used to be. And my country music, my playlist on Spotify that's called Real is Tyler Childers, <laughs> Sturgill Simpson, Jason Isbell. Sturgill um, Simpson's good too, yeah. Um, Jason Isbell's all right. Uh, the guy that's you got on Stapleton that sings. Oh, oh he's good. Great. I like him. You got uh, Chris Stapleton on there. Oh, Stapleton's obvious. Stapleton's my all-time favorite country music artist. Like oh, all-time. That's he, that's my that's my default. Like. I love Stapleton. I absolutely love Stapleton. Uh, all right, let's wrap this list up. Uh, my Is it my turn or your turn? Your, it's your turn. Oh, yeah, because I haven't gotten to the one that's going to make Patrick mad. Uh, Dave Matthews Band. A band. lot of people mad. Dave, oh, that's <laughs> true. In this area, it will. Yes. Dave Matthews Band. Everybody all together. Overrated. I'm telling you, if you've heard one Dave Matthews band song, you've heard them all. Yeah, I I don't agree. Uh, I think their early stuff, particularly, is like good music. Burm, I really do. It's full burm, music. Burm, you got burm, like saxophone in there. Burm, burm, um, I think it's good. Burm, I think burm, it's carried burm. on. He's been playing the same things over and over. He's kind of things around. There you but go. You've heard like every Dave Matthews band song. As the '90s closed, he it, he was good. It's just. It's just the same thing's gotten old, I think, uh, is what you're nailing. Um, but I don't, I'm just not going to be as on board with this. Like, I, I don't ever put on Dave Matthews Band anymore, but there was a time I did. Um, but there's also a vibe to that that it's not really me either. So, and it's fine, but I, I don't really judge others for it. So. I'd just rather hear the street performer play the saxophone. Mm-hmm. I think they're better at it. Well, we disagree on that one. 
I, uh, maybe that's my bigger problem. I think the street performers are better at playing Dave Matthews than Dave Matthews band. Like, <laughs> I've I heard some street performers. I'm like, that's not that bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll play this moment. When everything terrible, and you're not going to really argue with me on this, when everything terrible at Tech happened, and I was there, and that next September they had the concert that Dave Matthews Band pushed for and all that and brought other people, that was an awesome thing. So don't let me confuse anybody. And yeah, say, yeah, yeah. That was nice. That. that was awesome. That was good. That was a cool night. He did awesome stuff in the stadium. Played the hits. Played the same old hits that Joe's complaining played about. Played the song. But, yeah. like, it was it was cool vibe in that stadium that night, and that was awesome for him to have done. So anything that I towards negative, I would have said, did not, does not apply to that. But, yeah. Right, but it's also, saying, like. I'm anything Dave Matthews, though. It was made in the 90s. It's really nothing from the 2000s. But that's also, like, saying, you know, what the Yankees did. At Virginia Tech was really cool too, yeah, but nice of them to come. we also and still I hate them. them. Yeah, like it's okay for them to. I'm not saying people who I don't like don't ever do good things. Like, yeah. I I don't think. And here's the thing. I know I said I think Eric Church is a dumb person earlier. <laughs> I I've never met the man, but I don't get that vibe from Dave Matthews Band. Like, I don't think they're dumb. I think they're nice people. Everybody who is I've ever met that has ran into Dave Matthews band and had a chance to talk to him, talk about how nice of people they are. And I'm sure they're nice people. I just don't like their music. And I think they're incredibly overrated, especially in this area. I, I think that Dave Matthews is a little bit, it just feels more not your, like, not your thing. I, I just, uh, Word. I know they're not your thing. All right. So my last one that we'll get in here is Billie Eilish. <laughs> I really don't like her. I have not heard one song I like yet, and people celebrate her like she is just the best. And I just don't get it because I feel like she mumbles in all of her songs. Um, I don't know. I understand she has a lot that she's gone through in life, and so I really don't want to be like negative about her as a person or anything. Like I think she's battled through a lot to get where she is, uh, and she still has an incredible opportunity that she is is with it, working with it. I just, the, the talent level that people apply to her, I just, I'm not understanding because I just haven't heard a song where I feel like I've, I've heard what other people are telling me they are, that she's doing. So I just, I don't have it with her. I don't have it. I'll tell you the groove of that bad guy song is good. But then when she starts mm-hmm. mumbling through it, I'm like, what is happening here? Like the music behind her is, is good and upbeat and moving. And I get sometimes you have that contrast, but that mumbling happens in like every song she does. And like, she's never, I never feel like she's just belting or anything. That's the thing. Like I used to not like Lady Gaga and I would have said she was overrated at one point, but she's kind of won me over. Cause I think she's incredibly talented and like deserving of the praise she gets because like she does have that voice and she does have that ability. I just, I, I need Billie Eilish to show me something for me to like, grasp hold of like the absolute adoration that she gets for how incredible she is as a singer. Cause I just, that's all I hear. And I don't, I don't get it. Here's the thing. You're not wrong. She's got some things. And I, I think you touched on it. There are some moments of some of her songs where I'm like, that part's catchy, but it's not her voice, but it's everything <laughs> else that ruins it. Like, Yes. It's the other song. It's the rest of the song that's the problem. And, <sighs> and I can't, I can't get through it. Like there are some, and, and there are, there are plenty of artists that I think are popular that I could have thrown on here, but 
Like, there will be certain things where, especially if I'm watching a reel or something, because I don't have TikTok like you, I'm not cool enough. Um, I just want to give China the easy chance to find all my information. Is all That's my point of it. Yeah, you're just expediting the process. Um, expediting it, yes. Uh, <laughs> which uh, reminds me, welcome to the SAC Sports Podcast. Um, mm. But we'll come back to that. It's... It's to me, um, like there's catchy tunes that I'll hear on there and I'll be like, yeah, this is catchy. And then I'll listen to the whole song and I'm like, you know what? I don't think I like the whole song. I think I just like that one part that I'm hearing. And her stuff is occasionally on one of those things where I'm like, that part's cool, but that's also not the part where she's like doing anything. Like, and and you're right. It's, it's because there's like 90% of her songs are mumbling that I'm just like, okay. Yeah. I don't get it. So, listeners, tell us where we were wrong, where we were right. I'm sure some of those older ones that we said, Rolling Stones and uh, Bruce Springsteen and Beatles, I bet we get some beat back. Bring it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, and here's the thing. When you're going to say, I know someone is going to be like, oh, Joe likes Billy Joel. I'll just say Billy Joel's overrated. You can have that opinion. Like, you're wrong. He's not. He's the greatest (laughs) singer songwriter of our generation and maybe of Definitely all time told me to slide him on my list and i was like i don't i like him fine i just don't like him as much as joe who who anybody does who who did that stephanie told me to slide oh really see now list. see that's something that could have ended this podcast um and maybe that's why she suggested it but, but the muppets are rated, but well, that's also wrong. Like the Muppets, <laughs> the Muppets are nothing but bangers. The Muppets See, are nothing but bangers. I know what I could talk crap on to press your buttons. <laughs> Here's the thing. The Muppets and Billy Joel all have more talent than everyone on my list put together. <laughs> yeah. I think the Beatles had some talent. I... <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I think the Beatles had some talent. They just had a cool accent, and people liked their accent. I think Dave and them have some talent. Mm. Okay. I don't know if I agree with Dave, you. Dave has talent. I'll, D, Dave Matthews Band has some talent. Some talent. I think they might be the most talented people I put on the list. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, they're more talented than Kenny or Eric, yeah. Definitely more talented than Bruce. That's the other thing. Like people are like, "Oh, you like Billy Joel? Bruce Springsteen has so many more awards." I don't, I could care less. This goes back to some of the some of that award stuff is blown out of proportion. That's not necessarily the best people in that year or the best song or the best artist. A lot of that is political. A lot of that is the, paying off the academy to get this and get your name on and you know share with all these people and oh hey here's a little thing rub my back I'll rub yours. That's all garbage. And, and the fact that Bruce Springsteen has won so many Grammys is just, that's all the proof I need. Because that guy, if you put him up against Billy Joel, absolutely cannot sing half as good as Billy Joel. I This is a bad thing to bring up because I just can't remember the detail of it, but it was, there was some uh, Elton John song that came out and it was like it was playing. And then after it, the person was like, yeah, that song never reached number one. It never reached the top 40. It was like not even not number one, never reached the top 40. And it was like one of Elton John's classics. And he's like, yeah, the song's too long. Like he was like completely cool of like why it didn't reach the top 40. And it's just like, it was amazing. I wish, but I it's dumb. It like good songs should reach the top 40 because yeah, they're good absolutely. songs. Elton is great. Elton's another yeah. one that is absolutely, absolutely great. Oh, we could, 
we could spend an entire podcast on who's great. I mean, we can talk who, what great music existed before we were alive, and I could, we could, we could go at it because I mean, there's so many, so much. Good but again, who, stuff. who do you think is overrated? And if you say it's Elton John or Billy Joel, just know oh goodness, that yeah. you're wrong. Like that's yeah. you're a, this is America. You're allowed to have that opinion, but you're wrong, and I will think yeah. less of you because of it. <laughs> People do wrong things every day. People go to jail. That's true. And Even honestly, kids, we have those staples with our kids, like Elvis straight to jail. and Dolly and um, Marvin Gaye. And I mean, so many that like Elton John that we like every time they come on the radio, we're like, hey, this is somebody you need to know. Like, this is an all timer. Like, you've got to know him. And uh, Stevie Wonder, just like so many good ones from back then. That, like, we're educating the kids properly. So that's good. But yeah, like like that. uh one episode of Parks and Rec where the people from Venezuela come and they're like straight to jail, straight to jail. He's given all these minor offenses straight to jail. <laughs> you th- you say Billy Joel or Elton John is over it straight to jail. <laughs> Believe it or not, straight to jail. I mean, someone listening is saying that for us talking crap on the Beatles. That's fine. <laughs> they're not American. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we touched on the X thing. I I was out of the loop on, was it Sunday? Oh, I was out of the loop most of the day. We had a really fun day with the kids and uh, incorporated other people too, which was fun. But I was out of the loop. I wasn't on uh, Twitter. Can we call it that still? Um, this whole X thing that that uh, Elon is doing and chain, rebranding Twitter, a thing of value, to X, which most people always refer to like X, not necessarily an Xbox on the spot, but like, especially digitally or on the internet as, you know, something for adults only. <laughs> um, I don't understand what he's doing. I don't understand what he's doing. I know I've heard people like, Oh, he's, he's bought Twitter so he can make money off and turn into this. Like you had something that was working. You could own that and probably continually make money off of that. And things that have been great. But instead, he's going to go down as the guy that killed it. Like, Twitter is such a brand in pop culture and society, really, of communication of, like, Twitter and Facebook are just, everybody knows what that is and knows what that means. And when you say, you know, look at my Twitter or find us on Twitter or at whatever, they know. I go to Twitter and I do at Yak Sports Pod and I find it. And now he is taking the word Twitter away and having X and it's going to add brand confusion. People are not going to understand what it is. I think I think this is the, like, people were looking for the time of let's get out of here. And there's been plenty to choose from. I think right now is an obvious time of like, oh, all right. Like, I was a Twitter user. I'm not an X user. Like, I'm getting out of here. I don't, you know, I don't do X. You know, also another name for a drug, a specific drug. Like, what are we doing? Like, you're rebranding it to like, are you trying to be edgy or hip with the letter X, I guess? But like in, in real reality, there is negative connotations with that. So like, why would you do when everybody already knows who you are? This is like Walmart being like re re okay. We're not Walmart anymore. Now we're, you know, um, dancers are us like, like like just rebranding to something people are going to look negatively at or like, Everybody knows what Walmart does. You see Walmart playing with their name? No. They're leaving that right there. When they're competing against Amazon, 
They're not like, oh, we need to change our name to something no one's ever heard of before that might think it's something negative. Like, no, they're leaving it alone. And they create Walmart.com and the deliveries and the pickups trying to compete with Amazon. Like, they're not messing with the thing, everything that everybody already knows. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't understand it. Even Facebook, when he started the meta to kind of house all the different social media things that that dude owns, he still has Facebook there. He doesn't, like if you had X over top of Twitter, I guess that would make better sense to me. But no, he is rebranding. I just don't get it. He's going to be the guy that killed Twitter. The most, like a successful social media thing of its time, and he's going to kill it. Yes. I, yes. I agree. Like, when I saw that, I was like, I'm I confused. You were I didn't know what you are talking about. And then I saw it, and I was like, is it April 1st? Like, yeah, no, a- I <clears throat> I was like, man, this is, this can't be real. Um, and, you know, the new Twitter CEO is the one who trots it out on Twitter um, and gets roasted. Sacrificial lamb, yeah. But it's obvious who this is coming from, because there's only one person that is crazy enough to think this is a good idea and it's the same person who has a company called spacex so what are x like what's up i just to me yes i i understand why he thinks you know twitter has a bad name right now and people are making fun of twitter right now so we need to you know rebrand but if you rebrand and you're still in charge you're the reason people are laughing like absolutely laughing you don't you don't poop your pants and then say, "You know what? I just need to change my shirt." Like that's <laughs> not why we're laughing. Like I like that. <laughs> it wasn't the shirt. Like it it wasn't the name and it wasn't the bird. Like that's not what we were laughing at. Like it's, it's like when your outfit when your team sucks, not scoring any touchdowns. Like we need to fire that defensive coordinator. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Yankees firing the hitting coach. You're like, I mean, okay. I don't really know if that's going to fix your problems. See, seeing as it's, you know, a roster assembly issue, but okay. Yeah. It's just like, you know what? They were laughing at me because, you know, my shirt was on backwards. Be like, no, that wasn't it. Um, it's, it's just bizarre. Like it's crazy. It's the Indianapolis Colts after, flopping their way out of the playoffs last year making a new uniform like it's like okay that's not going to fix your problem but all right um it's just to me he's and this is also like when this is my problem when we over overdo we just talked about people who are overrated and that sometimes jades our opinion of certain people there are a lot of people that think there is nothing wrong that Elon Musk can do. He's a genius. We just don't get it. Um, to his credit, he had $44 billion to spend on Twitter. But Twitter was not worth $44 billion. It was never going to be worth $44 billion. But he said, I, he put in a bid for Twitter for $44 billion as a quote-unquote joke. Unfortunately, legally speaking... At that point, if Twitter accepts the offer, you got to pay for it. So, 
why wouldn't you just sit on it? Sit on this thing that's at least making some money and wait for the value to get somewhere acceptable for you to sell it back on. And here's the thing. Not all of his ideas were bad, right? Like the, I'm going to go through, I'm going to find these fake accounts and get rid of them. That's fine. That seems like an obvious thing, but okay. That that would have been fine. Genius level thinking, but okay. Nobody would have been complaining about that. And even the free speech stuff. Like, yes, there's some downside to that. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? That's a philosophical debate. I understand. I don't always agree with it, but I understand his side of the argument. Limiting the number of tweets a person can see. Making anybody be able to be verified. Making people pay. Making people pay to be verified. Yeah. So, and and that's the problem, right? Because now, and, and... we were talking about this with Draymond Green getting fooled, or maybe we didn't talk about it, but I was listening to it be talked about on another podcast. Draymond Green being fooled uh, by a fake Kevin Garnett quote that uh, Spot Central or NBA Central, one of the, it was some fake account that was close to an ESPN show that I think it was NBA Central um, with two E's instead of one E for Central put a tweet out with a fake quote with Kevin Garnett and Draymond Green took it, got offended, tagged the real Kevin Garnett in a response. And Kevin Garnett goes, I didn't even say that. Like that's going to happen more. And advertisers are already worried about that, right? The number one concern for advertisers when he bought the company was the fake information on this site. Do we want to be associated with this? And he made it possible for people to put more fake information on the site, which makes people want to use it less. And now you're limiting the number of tweets a person can see. How is that going to help? Who wants to go to an advertiser and be like, look, it would be like if ESPN 1240 The Boss said, hey, we want to sell sponsorships for high school football. But as soon as someone listens to three games during the season, we're going to shut off their radio. Right. Like he only listens to three quarters of a game a night. Yeah. Yeah. The sponsors are going to be like, um, I'm not interested. Like it's, it's just bizarre. And like you said, Twitter, a popular brand has a lot of clout. He got rid of the bird. He got rid of the Twitter bird. Like what do you mean? A lot of, it's just known, right? It's a symbol. Yes. It's like the Coca-Cola polar bear. It's known throughout the world. What that is. And he's like, we need to change that. Just to the letter X. And I'm like, no. I think we, I think we might be outie on that one. I, That's, I just, it's just a bad idea. I don't know how he's going to sell this to sponsors. I don't, and they're talking about, you know, we're going to incorporate more AI. And I'm like, well, because that's going to yeah, be that's a solution. Yeah, everybody sleep well. Yeah. Like, I just, huh. sometimes when I think about it at night, I'm like, you know, Maybe if the polar ice caps do melt and we all die, it won't be that bad. Huh. Um, did you watch any of Quarterback yet? Out on Netflix a couple of weeks ago, starring quarterbacks Patrick Mahomes, um, the Minnesota quarterback, uh, man. Kirk Cousins, <laughs> Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins, and Marcus Mariota, and, uh, Mariota out of, uh, who was in Tennessee at the time. Have you watched any of that? No, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, 
I will get around to it eventually. Yeah. My problem is I don't care about Kirk Cousins. Yeah. This is I don't know. I don't think it's wrong sometimes. Like I don't think it's a waste of time sometimes to like find out more, more behind the scenes of like things you don't know and people you don't know, even if you don't like them. Just because like I, I don't know, maybe you could better understand what you don't like about them or something like that. I don't think there's like a, a that's a great reason not to watch this because like it's done so well. And, and most things that like NFL films and I think Peyton Peyton, my hand, Peyton Manning is behind this, like it's done so well. Like I think it's worth seeing how these guys live their lives while we sit here and throw the stones and don't like them and don't like them in the press game, press conferences and stuff like that. Like seeing them on their own turf and like having the, at least the opportunity to have a more rounded opinion of what they're doing. I, I think it's really interesting. I'm not big on Kirk Cousins either. That's why like, I'm saying that. Like, it's interesting to see more behind the scenes on him. Mariota, I really don't know about much of him off the field. I saw some stuff I even didn't like uh, on this show so far. I'm only two episodes in. But like, I, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Um, heck, there's stuff with Patrick Mahomes, who I think is an awesome quarterback, who you said is on his way to being the best quarterback ever of all time, I think you were saying one week. Um, and it's still possible that he does get there. There's a lot of stuff with him. I don't like, I think it's interesting to watch. So. Yeah, I I guess it goes back to kind of what I was saying though. Like, I don't want to get to know Kirk cousins. I don't care. Hmm. I like the approach of the show, getting these, Three quarterbacks. I get why they chose the quarterbacks they did. I know a lot of people yeah. are like, why did they choose Marcus Mariota? It, it goes back to the show that was before this, Beyond QB1, which I loved that show, and I wish they would bring that back, where they would bounce around and find like the top college quarterback prospects in the country. There'd be like a couple of blue-chip, top-notch recruited quarterbacks, and then there'd be like one middling-tier Still going to a D1 school, but, you know, middle-of-the-road kind of guy, maybe a four- or a three-star quarterback that's being recruited. And you, they'd follow the three quarterbacks or four quarterbacks or how many ever they did that season around. And you got to kind of see the different recruiting processes, um, what these kids went through, their high school lives, all that stuff. That's how I got the hatred I have of Spencer Rattler. If it wasn't for that show, I would Spencer Rattler would just be another guy who I'm like, this guy's not very good. Um, but you watch that <laughs> so show. Players, no good. <laughs> yeah, you watch that show and you're like, now, I, now I'm now i rooting for him to be bad. And every yeah. time he throws a pick and Kirk Herstreet's like, why are these guys booing Spencer Rattler? I'm like, because they watched the show, Kirk. Because he's yeah. a jerk. Yeah. At least Kirk Cousins, he's not a jerk. Like, I'll say that for his sake. He's not a jerk. Cool. Um, I like it. It's interesting. I recommend it. Jo- uh, excuse me. Granddaddy Jeff told it was shocked that we didn't talk about this last week. He's right. That's the kind of interaction we need when we pass yeah. by a topic. We no doubt should have covered on this show. Call us out. We got to know. That's Please true. Do it again. Do it again. So the biggest news in Augusta County though, and maybe not just Augusta County, the I 81 corridor on Monday, uh, July 24th was, Apparently, a Bucky's is coming to Rockingham County, and I have not seen just more celebration from the masses on Facebook since the Lawn Johns opened. It has just been pandemonium out there that Bucky's is coming. 
uh, I have as much uh, excitement as I do for Long John's as I do for Bucky's coming. I've never been to one. I really don't care. Whatever. But if, if people are happy, great. Have a blast. I don't know. Um, according to Patrick Height two hours ago, because I happened to just see this before I even Patrick saw your note. It. That's fine. Uh, the headline on the news leader is world's largest convenience store. Bucky's not ready to commit to Valley location yet. Yeah. There's a lot of smoke around this. And if you read that article, uh, it says that they don't talk publicly until all the papers are signed for everything. There's something going on with this happening in Mount Crawford for as much smoke as, as we've heard for this. So I don't just believe this is made up out of nowhere. And I, I understand the corporate line when the, when the phone rings from somebody from the local newspaper asking, yeah, we don't comment on things that aren't finalized yet. We're looking at all locations uh, that are possible in Virginia. Like that doesn't tell me they're not coming. Um, but I also, I guess my point is I'm just, I don't care. I'm just no, I agree. Bucky. I look, I don't get excited about sheets or Wawa either. So like I go to whatever <laughs> gas station I need to go to, I will get a Slurpee or an icy or a chocolate milk from wherever is closest. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, I remember the first time I went to a Wawa, there's a little bit of excitement in that. Just because I'd never been. Um, they got a good lemonade. They, ha- they have a nice lemonade and a half gallon jug. But when I left, I was like, okay. It's 7-Eleven has done most of all this before. And other truck stops have done a lot of what Bucky's has done before. No, I, that's the it, thing. Bucky's is a glorified truck stop, folks. Yeah. I, I don't know how to I know that hurts some people's feelings, but that's what it is. And and, and then apparently they don't allow trucks to come there. Well, great. But it's still like, going to be overpriced crap. It is. And, and I I don't know what to tell you if you get excited about gas station barbecue. Like we are just not looking for the same things in our eating adventures. Um, I've never been to a Bucky's. If I never go to a Bucky's, I will be just fine. I'm going to try to not put myself in a corner here. Cause like, there's a lot of things in my time I've, I've been opinionated about and like, I will never do this or I don't, I hate this. And like, come into situations where I'm like, crap, now I got to like eat crow. I'm not going to talk myself into a, like, I'm never going to go to one. Like if they open one around here, I will probably walk in there at some point, but I have no excitement. And if all this falls apart and Joe, Joe's hesitation that he's grabbing onto in the, in the story uh, becomes true and they don't put one anywhere close to saying, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to care. Yeah. I, I just, I would be far more excited for an in and out than I would a Bucky's. And they're not going to open an in and out here. You know what an overrated restaurant is? And we brought this up as I was discussing our overrated topic up here is Olive Garden. That place is so overrated. My goodness. Yeah, but the garlic bread's good. Garlic bread's good. That's fine. I had a nice meal there on Saturday. It was fine. But it's like people act like it is the like end all be all and like nothing is right until one is is opened in Stanton and we're never going to get one. That's a no, that's, that's true. That is harsh reality folks. Olive garden is not expanding. They are contracting like, but we are fine with that. Like 
we're better off not having one. Like, it's not that oh, great. It's, it's not the best thing ever. It's whatever. Like, that's another one. Like, I've been to Olive Gardens. They're fine. Um, fine. Yes. Absolutely fine. That's why they're overrated. I just... Everybody acts like they're the best restaurant of all time, but they are only fine. You are... Overrated. Well, now we're just being hateful. You will see me in a Chick-fil-A 20 times before you catch me in a Bucky's. <laughs> Chick-fil-A is overrated, though. You will catch me 100 times at a Long John Silver's before a Bucky's. If you eat at Long John Silver's 20 times, I'll catch you in a grave. <laughs> I don't know. I've eaten a there. I've definitely grave. made it more than 20 times to a Long John Silver's in my life, and I haven't died yet. Um, <laughs> but how's it going? <laughs> depends on the day um but yeah i just to me to me i i am just not a person that like when it comes to gas station food i actually and, and here's a hot take for folks if you haven't eaten out of sheets in a while and you're excited about this bucky's maybe try out your sheets maybe go back to your sheets because there's you can get some stuff at sheets that is not terribly expensive. That tastes pretty good. I mean, look, we're talking about overrated, right? Like, is it fine dining? No. But is it worth what you're paying? Absolutely. Is it filling? Yeah. I just don't go out of my way for, like, gas stations or glorified truck stops. Like, I don't – I'm not going to – Sheets in a – when you're in a rush, Sheets has a good salad if you want to eat healthy. If you, you know want – I get my gas? Outside of my grocery store. You if you want – like. If you don't care about healthy and you just want to scarf something down real quick, get the pretzel bun on your hot dogs or Italian sausage at Sheets. It's delicious. But but I'm not taking an extra left to get to Sheets. No, that's fair. And, and I'm also not going to sit here and be like, listen, Bucky's is trash. I've never been. I don't know. I have never been. I just don't care. I, I, I just never... If I ever do go to a Bucky's, I will not be the one that picks it. It will be somebody else that I am with is going to say, I really want to go to Bucky's. And I'll be like, that's a weird thing to say. But if this will make your day, we will go to this Bucky's. And here's the thing, folks. Spoiler alert, I'm probably going to hate it. I'm going to go in there with a negative opinion of Bucky's before I even step in the building. <laughs> this is Moana for, for Joe. That. <laughs> Here's I'll watch Moana before I step into Bucky's again. Uh, I'll watch Moana again before I step into Bucky's. But like, you know what this will be? This will be the Waffle House experience for me because I I'm telling you right now. Well, we're talking overrated Waffle House. That is just <sighs> light a cigarette and throw it in your mouth. But that's and, the thing about Waffle House. I feel like there's like a general understanding of like. It's like you said, it. okay, it's not fine dining for sheets. Like, I feel like there's an understanding of that for Waffle House. Like, that's my thing with Waffle House. Like, oh, it's terrible. But like, I've gone there and like, it, it has its place. Um, It's bad. I People act like Bucky's is like some superior shopping experience. Like, no one's, I don't think anybody's telling I'm me telling Waffle you, House you know what Bucky's, eating experience. you know, you honestly, when you say a superior shopping experience for Bucky's. That early, early, and I mean early and justified, there is that episode where Raylan Givens, it, the, there's the Bluegrass Convicts band and they escape 
and they go in that convenience store. And when Raylan Givens goes in there, they got those shirts that say, you know, I heart Kentucky or whatever in there. I would imagine if you step into a Bucky's, it looks pretty similar to that experience where you just walk in there and it's got like I heart Virginia shirts that you can buy for like $25. Yeah, I don't know. Someone's going to have to tell me. Like, Here's a barbecue sandwich. Here's the thing. I Look, I'm not a huge barbecue fan. But there are much better places I can get barbecue than a, than a Bucky's, and so that's the, at the end of the day, if that's the selling point, right? Is you got to try a Bucky's barbecue sandwich. You're wrong. I don't. I don't have to try Bowling Alley pizza to know it sucks, and I don't need to try Bucky's barbecue to know I'm probably not going to like it. While we're on the thing, I get this a lot. Joe, you've never had that. How do you know you don't like it? Because I know, I know me. I know me, I know what I'm going to like, and I know what I'm not going to like. I don't need to taste my own poop to know I'm not going to like the taste of it. And I don't need to eat Waffle House to know Waffle House sucked. I did. I lost a bet. I had some Waffle House. It was bad. I hated it. (laughs) The selling point was the omelet. Worst omelet I've had in my life. Easy. Hands down. I just typed in what is so great about Bucky's, and I come up with a Google headline right here. But what really makes... It a what really makes it a travel center is being a 24-7 endless source of fresh made food. That happens a lot of places. Walls full of drinks and snacks. That happens a lot of places. And a wide variety of home knickknacks. That happens a lot of places. And here's the quote that makes me laugh right here. It's like a mini Walmart, said wife Lynn, a longtime Bucky's fan. You can go there and get whatever you want. You know what is like a mini Walmart, but maybe even better because it's like a full size is Walmart. We don't need a mini Walmart. We could just go to Walmart. (laughs) Like we don't like what do you like? It's not like you have to take a bus into Walmart and catch like some kind of shuttle bus to get that. No, you can just pull up front and park and walk in there and get all the stuff you need. You don't need a Bucky's. That's a mini version of Walmart to get this stuff. There's 7-Eleven has 24-7 food. Wall of drinks. Places yeah, Sheets, Sheets has made and to order food. Better made. All these, we're going to have a bunch of China-made knickknacks here. Bucky's, what are we doing? I was going to say, Cracker Barrel has knickknacks. I don't, I just don't I, see people like losing their mind when a new Cracker Barrel opens. Honestly, the list. I'll things. go to Cracker Bucky's Barrel. Is a carnivore's I delight. Would, Other places sell meat. Fudge, I would, they have fudge. Other places sell fudge. I would rather go to Cracker Barrel than Bucky's. Beaver nuggets. That doesn't sound fun. Beaver nuggets? No. It's a massive operation. So is, you know. Literally every other gas station chain. Beaver fever. Don't get me started there. I just, like, I just, nothing. So that thing is supposed to be a beaver? I didn't even realize that. I couldn't tell if that was a beaver or an otter or what. But I guess, okay, it's a beaver. Bucky Beaver, I guess, makes sense. I don't know. Whatever. I'm just out. I'm out. I I don't want to talk myself into a corner here, but I'm so darn close to it. If I'm being picky, I don't like the spelling of Bucky's. Put a K. Is Bucky's going to be my dudes wearing jeans with sandals? Like, I, I, Mm. That's my thing. Um, Dudes wearing full jeans. Girls do it. It's fine. Whatever. Girls do things. When a dude wears flip-flops and long jeans, I'm like, what are we doing here? 
I here's the thing. Are we talking in public or ever? No, I'm talking in public. Like going out for a That's night fine. on the town wearing yeah. long pants. Yes. And okay. Now, now I if agree you with you. Running outside to grab your keys. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I sometimes I'll put slippers like or flip flops yeah. on to just yeah. go when I have to go. You know, use my grill and roll it into the less drive flammable grass or something. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah, I gotta roll it into the, the less tail. flammable grass fashion. from the cement pad so I can use my grill, no, I, I do that. But public life fashion. Lawn pants with sandals. I've talked so much trash on that in my life. This might I, upset like, some people, and I hope I I hope it doesn't because I hope they don't listen to our podcast. Um, if they're these kind of people, but <laughs> it's possible that they do. Uh, if you wear pajamas in public, oh my goodness, yeah. I hate the kids even having pajama day at school. Like I want them to sleep in their bed in these clothes. I don't want to send them to school for other kids to puke on. Like if you go and we talked about this, the full size version. I feel like Walmart is the biggest culprit of this. Yes. If I'm in public, if you're going to Walmart, put on some clothes, long legged pajamas with flip flops in Walmart. There you go. Well, don't do that. Um, don't wear any pajamas. Jeans no. are not hard to put on. Shorts are not hard to put on. Even like a fresh set of sweatpants is more acceptable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. When I say pajamas, I, I am talking like the flannel pajama pants. Like, yes. you cannot wear that in public. I'm sorry. I I didn't make the rules. You shouldn't be allowed to wear that in public. They should be able to throw you in jail. That's going less, back to Parks and Rec. Less offended of someone breaking the no shirt, no shoes situation than I am jammies. Yes. Yeah. Like, just go naked then. Like, at least. <sighs> I don't know about don't... that. But the people that wear pajamas, yeah, I don't know if I'd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. But <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I was picturing the same thing. I, I just, I, yeah. I, that's the thing about jammies. Here's the thing, uh, right? Unwanted nudity happens too easily with jammies. That's what makes them comfy. That's why they're for around the house. That's why you shouldn't be in public with them because that un, unexpected nudity could happen all so easily. And they say, right, like, don't judge people. Like, just don't. Well, you should never judge people by the way, you know, they look. (laughs) Here's the thing. I'm going to be honest. That's what I am on this podcast, usually. Everybody judges people. And when I see people in a Walmart or wherever, for that matter, in pajamas, I immediately think they're a trash person. <laughs> I'm like, that person's a trash human. I don't... I'm surprised they've made it this long. I'm surprised they're alive. I would assume every day they get in and out of their car without giving themselves a concussion is a small victory. Like, I don't know. So don't do that. And if you're hearing this and you're getting mad because you're like, oh, you know, it's just a quick Walmart run. It's also just a quick slipping on some shorts or sweatpants. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And then, like, if I see people in sweatpants, I'm like, hey, casual day, man. Good for you. But if I see pajamas, I'm like trash person. Trash person who shouldn't be allowed to have a car. Because they shouldn't be driving. Those people shouldn't. I'm telling you. Those are the people we should take rights away from. If they're if you're wearing pajamas out in public, you don't get to drive. You know, you want to hear the hard transition to get us closed out here? 
breaking news, Kenny Brooks just signed a three-year extension for $6.4 million for Virginia Tech women's basketball. That's, That's not breaking I news. I saw that earlier today. But yeah. Oh, I just it just hit my phone. It just bleeped on my phone. That's great. I love it. That's great news. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If it's not breaking news, we should have talked about it earlier. So there we go. We should have. No, that's true. We should have done that. Um, but yeah, Kenny Brooks being at Virginia Tech's great. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. We love it. I'm not going to say anything negative about that. So that will do it on this episode of the Yak Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe as the football season gets closer. We're going to talk more about high school football. We'll also be talking about the other high school fall sports here in the month of August, which will be here before you know it. Uh, And uh, make sure you're subscribed on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts, we are probably on there. You can also find us on... X? No. No, let's get off there. We're done. Find us on Facebook or threads. Well, no, you can find it. I'm just going to call it Twitter. I'm calling it Twitter. It's still Twitter to me, damn it. Uh, At Yak Sports Pod. That's Y-A-C Sports Pod. Facebook, Yak Sports Pod, Y-A-C Sports Pod. Or Gmail, Yak Sports Pod at gmail.com. Or as you heard Leland say, we're on threads now. Um, I'm not, but we are. So you can find us on there. And uh, yeah, Leland's on there. Leland's cool. I'm not. That's fine. Um, Radio acquaintance is on there. Yeah, that's why we're not friends. Um, But make sure you're subscribed so you never miss another episode of the Yak Sports Podcast. I think next week we're leaning top five mascots as our fun topic. So we'll see who Leland and I have for our top five I needed more time this week. That's, That's my reason. I needed more time. I think you were also worried that the people had already had too much time with us. Which I also like a top list instead of a hateful list like we had this week. So, But sometimes, Leland, you got to let it out. And that will do it for us on the Yak Sports Podcast. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast. 